This is Ditton After Dark, the dad podcast. I am Simple Interest, and I have two special guests today. With me today, I have Garrett Shanahan and Randy. I don't know your last name, Randy. It happens to be Nelson. Nelson. <laughs> Randy Nelson. Well, and, a couple of rag on you, but I don't know if you know my last name. I think you shoved in an extra syllable. You added a couple (laughs) syllables. Oh, you're good. I'm just messing with you. (laughs) Shahan. Shahan. Okay. No, it happens. It happens. But I I have to to mess with you. My bad. My bad. I have to mess with you. No, no, that's fair. So we're recording tonight after the last league play for the North League. How do you. Mm -hmm. Has this been a successful league so far, you think? It has. Our numbers went back up to where they should be. There uh, you go. Players added a lot of new players. Was this your first league up here, Randy? I was in towards the end of last spring, okay. but I, I think not the beginning. This is the first full season mm-hmm. I played. And last spring was a little sad. We went from ten to twelve players on average down to like six last spring. Wow. It's a little rough. Okay. Yeah. But we were back up to anywhere from ten to fifteen most nights. Yeah. Uh, this one was slow, but I expected it because it's the last week. It was the last week, and also it it did not matter. There was no positions that could actually change yep. this week. Yeah. So it didn't matter other than fun. Yeah. So for the uninitiated, pinball league, from the start of it, you get your top four scores of six weeks. And when I say your top four scores, I mean like your top four evenings count towards your score in the league. Mm -hmm. And so if people have been playing for five weeks and somewhere along the way they had kind of a meh week, that sixth week, you know, if they're proud of their four weeks prior to that, I don't need to show. It's kind of a walk-off. Yep. And so that's that's where we are with this last week. And it was it was fine. It was kind of intimate. We had a foursome and a threesome. And that was... That sounds weird, doesn't it? <laughs> we had four players and we had three players. And it no, was fun. No TNA, though. No, well, <laughs> we, we tried to play TNA. We, we did try. And we, we tried. And it, it said no. Yeah. It's, it's hey, I mean... It's, it's a spooky... The, yeah, spooky. It's not. It's not free play's fault. Yeah. It's it's spooky's fault. It, it it's a great game. It's if you look underneath the hood on one of those, you understand why it tends to have issues in an arcade setting. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I, it seems like all the ones that are in like personal collections, people are like, well, this is the best game ever. Yes. Yeah. Throw it in an arcade and let people play it all day long. And, uh, yeah. It can be a challenge. It can get beat up on. Yeah. It's working tonight at times. <laughs> it, it, it more or less works, but it's got a... You know, one of the flippers ended up sticking once, and uh, just just yeah. because of it, we're like, you know what? We're, we're not going to bother with it. Yeah, yeah. It's a heck of a game. That layout is challenging mm-hmm. to the uninitiated. Oh, it's a terribly fast game. A lot of bad returns. Oh, know, a lot yeah, of ways yeah. to die on that game. Yeah. yeah, don't miss your shots, and no. don't miss your live catches. Yes, yes. But yeah, what, what what about the league? So Randy, this is your first full league. This is my first full league too. This is my first league at all. H- how do you 
feel about it? Like, what do you what do you think? What are your takeaways? Oh, it's great. It's it's a it's a more social environment than a lot of the tournaments. Not that the tournaments are all that serious, but I mean, it's it's just great to be able to relax a little more and yeah, and you know, play against a lot of different people. You play you play with the same group the whole evening, and so that's kind of mm-hmm. cool because you you know, in the normal tournament setting, you're you're changing around a lot, and it's it's a really good it's a really good feel to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, I didn't. My goal wasn't really coming in and winning. It was more like getting those reps in and getting more and more of those competitive reps, getting that, getting rid of those jitters of, oh, I got to walk up and do something with a ball. Just trying to like calm that down. Yeah, for sure. And, and also it just, it's more casual. You can watch the other players play more and, yes. and you know, follow what works and, and, and try, try different things. And it's a, yeah, it's a really good, really good environment. Absolutely. And, and yeah, learning and learning yeah learning from the the other seasoned players i love it every like it's been an ongoing theme in this podcast of every community has top tier players in it and they want to share they want you to know what they know they're open books and garrett you're one of those players for well, sure. and that's you're an I, open book and that's what i tell people is like i don't care if i'm playing you actively on the machines like if you want to know what you need to do to beat me like ask me and i'll tell you yeah like, you just gotta do like, it it's like you still yeah. have to do it yeah i'd rather just be on that equal footing and the, i mean that's how everyone gets better yes if and that was something that for dfw pinball for a long time i'm saying 10 years and 10 years prior to this there was not really any knowledge sharing going on Mm. and dfw pinball was the top area for a while and then it kind of got passed Mm -hmm. now we're trying to catch up and we are catching up very quickly this year and randy's one of them we've added probably five you know mid to upper tier players oh for sure and it's been great and was one of the things that i asked on one of our streams carpool pinball streams the the pinball league yes we're gonna we're gonna definitely talk about that uh one of the things i asked was asking people because i found it a very interesting question is name your top five players in dfw now and Mm. you exclude yourself from it but the thing about it is most people can name, because there's, there's probably three old guards that people can name immediately. Mm-hmm. But then you think about all the new players that added, and you try and answer that last two or so, and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know who I pick anymore. Yeah. So we've we've really started catching up and getting their community built back up Good. Uh, this year. It's been great. Yeah. No, it's, that's, that is phenomenal. And there have been... There's certainly been nights, I've, and I just I didn't just play in Denton. I did play a night in Richardson, which I think they had. God, that night it was I think it was like 18 or 20 people, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty crowded little area for that pinball. It is. It was, it was very fun. Like all the people there are f- very fun to play with. But man, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was it was a little bit more crowded than than Denton. Denton, you get a little bit more space. Yep. But the killers come to Denton. <laughs> like yes. some of the, some of the best players are here, so it's like that's fine. I it, can learn. Denton has the by ranking the top three players. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll we'll end up playing here. But one of the things that Richardson and Arlington have, if they're free plays, they have really good communities. Yes, that are actually yes, they do. separated from the competitive pinball mm-hmm. community. They they just they go there and have fun. So yeah, it's no, really it, cool. Wait, they have fun playing pinball? I yeah, I didn't know. You know. <laughs> That's a thing. Especially Arlington has just 
I mean, I'll say this in every single podcast. Arlington has the best yeah. pinball community. They really do. They really do. You can experience it any first Monday of the month. They come out for the monthlies. It's a great place to, if you are thinking of starting playing pinball, come to one of the monthlies. All levels are welcome. You can start playing at 7, a, at 7 p.m., not a.m., 7 p.m. to like 9.30-ish p.m. And then the top eight point getters will then move on to a, a tournament. And and then we're doing a B division. There is now a B division as well. So ninth through twelfth out of qualifying, we'll get to play for a for a picture essentially. Yeah, is what they're doing. Yeah. And picture and glory. Yeah, and I, I I won the first one. I was very thrilled with that. <laughs> was, so what back glass did you have to imitate? We did not imitate. Oh, that was before. Okay. That was Led Zeppelin, you, oh, which doesn't really have one. Oh, you didn't imitate. We, we've imitated Led Zeppelin before. I mean, I honored the it 40. really altered, though. Yes. Yeah. You know. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I held up a 40. I was I was having a nice <laughs> Colt 45. Yeah, that's Monday night, so they're... Yeah. 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 Gr- great selection of games out there. I mean, great selection of games here, too, but at yeah. Arlington, they have, they have a lot of games and oh, a lot yeah. of really good really good selection of games there oh for sure no every location has a great locate selection of pinballs and even fort worth that doesn't have tournaments going but they have a great selection too they've got the stranger things out there yeah, they have a stranger things and iron maiden out there don't they yes they do oh man i know can we have that here i well no, then, you know we, we do have a venom which yes i'm excited about and that yes. was fun getting to have that appear randomly yes just in the middle of league like Oh, there's a Venom here now. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that game's fire. That game is a lot of fun. It, I've seen it get bashed a bit on streams. People don't like it a lot. I love the game. I think it's got a fun rule set. It's It's got some really good risk-reward. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff on the premium, which this is a pro here, some of the stuff on the premium doesn't seem balanced as well, but the pro seems to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good shots. A really good, really good rule set once you get into it, for sure. Yeah, and I like how it rotates shots around, and then like there'll be the doppelganger shot, or the like you'll have to hit something more than once. Mm-hmm. So it really tests you on your consistency. Yep. And every character you play, every rule set and thing, like there's lots of different variety in your shots. Well, and the whole the whole concept of the mini modes with you know yes anyone can make a shot and that's great, but and they're not that hard. But you make the shot, and then you've got a certain amount of time to make the second shot, or you're back to square one. And that's, exactly. a, that's a really good different type of test. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It presses you in a different way, which is fun. So, Randy, you're, let, let's talk about your pinball background. When, when did you start playing pinball? I had, I had played, we had a bowling alley when I was growing up, and, and there's the proverbial few machines there. We had a fire, and that was, or, you know, fire machine, and that uh-huh. was that was one that, that was early. I saw there's one here in the, under there construction, is. it looks yeah, like. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. They're but, rebuilding it. But the game that I really fell in love with was uh, when I was in high school was Creature, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Spent a lot of time where I, wor- I worked at Six Flags for a summer, and they had it in their cantina. And so I'd spend 20 minutes eating and 40 minutes playing that game every time I went to work. And sometimes I'd even stay after work and play it. Very so that, nice. that's that's what I really fell in love with 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 the machine. Yeah, right. for sure. So it's Six Flags over Texas. Six Flags over Texas, right there in Arlington. Uh, yeah. Back in the nineties, back when Creature was was just about new, and uh, yeah, that that was my favorite, and Very still cool. is my favorite. You know. Yeah. What did, what did you do at Six Flags? I was a I was a train conductor, 
Uh, okay. I get to tell the bad puns. I get to be on the back of the train and, and <laughs> do the little tour thing and tell all the bad puns and jokes and whatnot. So I was I was in heaven. It was great. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear one of them. Oh, uh, so when you're going through the the tunnel and you get out of the tunnel, you're like, you know, if you notice that that nice smell around, we, we call that tunnel number five. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if it gets a good groan, if it gets a good laugh, that's, that's what it's all about. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Amazing. So you were, you were a train conductor at Six Flags, and then on breaks you would play pinball. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, again, in the cantina. They had another machine, too, but I can't for the life remember what it was. I fell in love with, with finding, the, finding the creature, rescue the girl, and get the jackpot. And that little hologram just blew me away. You know, no, Back that, in the 90s, that was, that was pretty, pretty badass. Yeah, no, that, that game is one of my favorites. I, I miss it. It was at the OG Denton location, and then it oh, really? rotated out, and okay. then it, it's in Dallas. It's in Dallas now. Yeah, yeah, yeah the hell is Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Although they're, they're, they're whirlpool on that, uh, it's one rotation, which, I mean, that's kind of into the weeds, but... <laughs> I've always grown up, yeah, three or four rotations per per shot on the whirlpool. One one is okay. just it doesn't make it worth it at all. <laughs> and so you okay, so you, you came from playing just you know, growing up as kind of a side thing and what was like bowling alleys or like six flags. Yeah. So then what brought you to free play? When did this happen? This was within the last year or so. I, I in the in the interim, I actually lived out in Vegas for several years. Okay. And and when I would get frustrated with work, I would go to the the Museum and Hall of Fame back when it was on, oh. on Tropicana. Yeah. They had a creature there and I about spent about half my time playing creature and half my time playing all the other cool, amazing machines and so I kind of fell in love with pinball really out there. And then I didn't realize there was kind of competitive play or league play or anything like that until yeah. I started searching around online and then I, I saw the stuff out at free play, and I started coming back in March about you know, about seven or eight months ago, I guess now. Okay. And uh, and it's it's just great. It's a great community and a really fun environment. Absolutely concur. Oh yeah, and you've been kicking butt. Uh, I remember you got your first win in August, something like that, and then you immediately won the next tournament after that as well. Yeah, just two yeah. in a row. Right I got there. A, I, I I hadn't even made a final. Like I, I won a, a three strikes out at out at Tom's. And I, up to that point, I still was trying to crack the top eight on a tourney at, at, here at Free Play or in the DFW League. Even I mean, that that would be a, that's really hard. But but yeah, I just kind of started clicking, and you know, it, it, there's a lot of variance in pinball. I mean, you know, yeah, you, you can go up against the best players, and, and you know, you can beat them every once in a while. You know, if you have a really good game and they have a really bad game, mm -hmm. it just it's just you know a little rarer. Oh, well. I heard a, I was watching the stream for the Pinball Expo up in Chicago, and someone explained it the best way. The best players, the reason they're the best is that they minimize the luck required. So they reduce the amount of luck they need. They lower so the variance. They, they yeah. lower the variable of it all. So they'll take it down to where it's like 95% of the game is skill, and they, like, they reduce it to 5% is luck. They still have to get that good feed occasionally. But they've reduced as much of the luck out of it as possible. Yes. No. Uh, <clears throat> so, over the course of, you know, time playing pinball, you had mentioned to me like watching Dead Float. Mm hmm. And I, I have. I've watched Jack Danger play a lot. And it's not so much. I mean, there is learning rule sets and like just watching him go. But then where you really learn is when he misses a shot and how quickly he recovers and what yep. he does when he doesn't make the shot. 
that is the true like okay let me really try and gleam off of that yep, yep. Sh- shot making is sexy but ball control is where it can be won precisely you know, what yes. you do with your misses precisely yes exactly and that's the skill and i'm i'm certainly early in on that because i will offload something and then as soon as the ball is going back and forth in the slingshots i'm like oh no that's <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing it circle down yeah. the drain. You get into Slingtown. <laughs> yeah. Slingtown's never where you want to be. No. No, it's not. What What's your favorite pinball, Randy? I mean, you know, you know, Creature for me is like my Star Wars. You know, you, some people you have to say Star Wars is your favorite movie, but but beyond Creature. Uh, sure. Yeah, if I, we're not talking Creature. I, I really love the Jurassic Park theme and rule set. The, mm-hmm. the stern jurassic park i i love saving the the workers and i love the control room and i love nedry and i i i love working through the paddocks i just think it's a really it's a lot of great shots on that game and a really good rule set on that game and a really good theme so i really enjoy playing jurassic park agree great agree. choice Wait, you own one don't I, you? Do. I do oh, i do i do nice. i have one table i have that and that is a great choice that's that's going to be my second table it's super fun. Yeah. It is. It is super fun. What, what what table do you have? Creature. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, 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 my love affair. I mean, no, I have a creature. And my God, before I found before I found free play in the leagues and stuff, I would play that. Uh, it's embarrassing how much I would play that because it is just it's my comfort and I, I just I, I love it. But yeah, creature. I have creature. No, I get it. I I understand. I had a a sorcerer in my dorm room back in college. You know, what? That's ten awesome. years ago, and I would play sorcerer to death. And I mean. That's a very simple game, but it's a lot of fun, and you you know, it it, it does get old eventually. I have sold that game and, and gotten some other ones, but only sold it because my dad has a sorcerer as well, so I still have access to one. Yeah. But what makes that game great for you? That game is, it, it's right on the, it, it's a mix of a really good Okay, I've never we got, played we got, it. We got whole story mode. I've here. never played it, but like the art in it alone is beautiful. Yes, art is fantastic. It's got the art of a like a early '80s, late '70s Bally, mm-hmm. which I love. And late '70s, early '80s Bally Williams games, pinnacle of that type of pinball. Mm-hmm. For art, definitely best best era of pinball art. It has that era, even though Sorcerer, I think, is an 85 model. A lot of the 85s are starting to get more towards like, you know, the Python D'Angelo era where you got things like a clone and Comet where lots of little people on the, on the play field. Mm-hmm. That's about how I can describe Python <laughs> D'Angelo. Uh, lots of little people? Or yeah, no, it's like, like a theme park. And there's just tons not, of not um, not um, not um, No, no, no. No. But, no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I see where you're going. Normal size going. drawn in a small Lots way. Normal <laughs> sized drawn small. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Like uh, a scenery top down. Yeah. View yeah, yeah, yeah. is what Python okay. D'Angelo likes yeah. to do, which is fine. But I didn't personally like it that much. Where's Waldo? But yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing about it is it's got a rule set. It's very simple. It's shoot the ramp, lock a ball, shoot the ramp again, release the ball. Ramp's not an easy shot, but once you find it, you can hit it pretty consistently. So it's got a rule set that's very similar to the early 80s, late 70s machines, but it's got a layout that's more akin to some of the newer games. Mm-hmm. So late 80s, early 90s type layout. And that makes it really fun. Very so cool. it's 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 the best of both worlds to me. Is yeah. why I like Sorcerer so much. Nice. What well, I 
I hope there's one that I can play in the future. I would love to be able to play that one. I know of two in DFW, I did, think. Did he have one out at the Memorial Day tournament? I forget the guy's name. Uh, uh, Lewis did not. He didn't have a sorcerer? Mm-hmm. Okay. But Corey Ramos has one. He has mine, actually. Not, not Lewis, but the, the, yeah. the guy that does the oh. video game museum. Didn't he have one? That, that has the outbuilding. The, the Barry Owsler Memorial Tournament. Yes. I want to say there was a sorcerer, but it wasn't in action, maybe. Because I remember I, I don't studying think it. was in it. the tournament. Okay, but it was there. I think yeah, he has I, one, though. I want to say there was one there, but it was not in the tournament. Right, right. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. No, so, yeah. I, I sold my sorcerer to Jorge because I bought a Godzilla, and I needed a place to put the Godzilla. Godzilla is a uh, good one. Yeah. It, it really is hard to beat. Yeah. No, it is. I, and I need to... The takeaway, I thought I knew how to play it, and I'm like, you know what? No, I don't. I, I really need to, like, learn the rule set more it, on it's, that one. It's one of those, there's a lot of correct ways to play it. Yeah. So, depending on your situation, you can change and adapt. It, it's it's one of those, that, I mean, it's a Keith Ellen game, it's fantastic. There's always yeah. a lot going on in that game. Agreed. Just like Jurassic Park, another Keith Ellen yep. game. All right, well, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come right back, and we'll keep on talking. And we're back. All right, so DFW Pinball. So I have been acclimated, if you will, into the community through the, the free play, the monthly pinballs, playing the league now for the first time, and... It's really kind of a tip of the iceberg in as far as like how deep pinball culture goes in DFW. Mhm. It's it's like opened my door to a whole world of pinball. It it's been great that free play's been pushing it so hard. There's been the DFW pinball league around for I don't know, is it 15 years at this point. And it was really the original Texas pinball area. Uh, mm-hmm. It's where everyone traveled to play pinball in Texas. No kidding. And, I mean, until recently, it was still the biggest. It, it is getting back to being the biggest now. Houston has overtaken us temporarily, but we're, we're working on it. Yeah, no, I mean, every time you come out for a monthly or the leagues, like, the, the numbers are crazy here. They're, they're like, oh, they yeah. just keep going up. Come out to an Arlington event, and you'll have 30 something players mm-hmm. at least at the biggest on one game. i've played in i think was low 60s in arlington and yeah that was insane oh i bet so you you'd mentioned so in in the break we were we were discussing things to talk about in the second half and you'd mentioned how so there's the dfw league pinball so that's an a whole another league mm-hmm. and it's played at a lot of private collections correct throughout yeah. the metroplex and stuff basically it's it's almost exclusively private collections they're not affiliated with any of the arcades necessarily so they're just going to different private collections playing there right i call them magic houses it, it is unbelievable if you if you don't know i i did not know <laughs> such places existed i didn't know either. these are these are normal looking houses and inside they have 10 20 30 pinball machines. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. is It is wonderful. It is mm-hmm. so... And you would not know. No. They're just I mean, a normal house in a normal neighborhood yeah. full of pinball machines. Tom George's house yep. is the first one I saw. Uh, uh, he holds a monthly <laughs> three-strikes tournament. It's so great in the colony. Yep. And uh, 
it's wonderful. I'm coming to one. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so much it, fun. It, so and much that fun. Is, it, his is a party, I must say. So that's NTX Pinball for uh, if anyone wants to look up them. Uh, it, it, it's just his house, and you walk in, and it, it's pinball. His house is pinball. <laughs> that's all I can say really about it to describe it. It's just think of a house that is just pinball machines, and that, that's Tom George's house. He's got one in the bathroom, one in the <laughs> one by the washers and dryers. And they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> and I didn't know. Amazing. I didn't notice until recently. He bought his first pinball machine in I think 2019. Oh my! Yes. I didn't know that either. Wow! <laughs> and he owns, I think, thirty now. So it's an addiction. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you that because I'll I'll be on Pinside and thumbing through like Facebook, and I'm like, oh, honey, they got this one, and she's like, honey, you don't need to own a Tomcat. I'm like, but it's like <laughs> two grand. Who doesn't need to own a Tomcat. <laughs> I'm like, but it's two grand. I gotta be Maverick, and she's like, no. I'm like, fine. That's <laughs> a scroll game too. That's a fun game. That's a fun Steve Ritchie game. Yeah, and then I was talking her up, and it's I think it's still available. There was a there's a Venom up in like Tulsa or something, and some arcade they bought it, and then they bought a premium, and they're selling this Venom for like six k. All right, Magoo's. Yes, Magoo's. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, what about that? <laughs> She's like, mm. like, no, we don't need to do that at this time. Like, it's a good deal. It, it's a fun game. Yes. It really is. It really is. So, like, I, I absolutely see how this is. You get one, and then it's like, no, I'm going to have a collection. Yeah. <laughs> you need at least It's going to happen. A little bit like tattoos, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's exactly like tattoos. And then before you know it, you're like, okay, let's move into the garage, and, and then we're going to AC this thing, and, you know. And then we're building another building for the pinballs uh-huh. you know, yeah it yeah. becomes a whole thing but um, so the DFW league historically it has been a the structure of it has been a league yeah. where you you play different places different Correct. times and you get points and, and so historically it's a you have a league event and then you'll have the tournament so it's a standalone mm-hmm. tournament for each time so one of the things people get hung up on is it's called DFW League. Well, it's a tournament every time, but the league is attached to that tournament also. Okay. So you'd have two things going on. It's like DFW League and tournament circuit almost. Yes, yeah. exactly. So imagine the monthlies are a, also a tournament at the same time, kind of. Yeah, yeah, almost if, if like on league night, if after the league night you had a tournament following it, that's oh, basically. Yeah. But it's, so it's yeah. a two for one in one evening. Yes, yeah, but it's all day though. I mean, typically in the yeah. yeah. And these are these are longer tournaments. These are a little more. They're a little more on the hardcore end of pinball tournaments, I would say, than like the free play stuff. Because the free play, it, it's an evening. Mm-hmm. DFW league, uh, you're going to commit a Saturday or Sunday to to that tournament. Like wow. you're, you're going to be there the whole time. We'll be changing next year though. Okay. Yeah. So, what, what's going to change? So next year the league is dropping. We're not going to do league anymore. Instead, we're going to have a couple two-day tournaments. Which uh, the reason, and not, not to get too in depth into the the point side of this, our, our fake internet points, I like to call them. The the real name is their their Whopper points. I think it's World Player Pinball Ranking or something like that. Points, WPPRs. That's your that. It's what determines your rank in the world and also your state rankings and stuff for state playoffs. Okay. 
the reason you would do a league is because it can get basically double the value of a standard tournament by playing over multiple days. However, last year, IFPA, who sanctions all these tournaments and runs everything, changed the rules to where a two-day tournament can now basically get the same points as a league. Hmm. So there's no real reason to have a league over you know four months right. as you're, you're trying to get that when you could just have a tur- two-day tournament over a weekend and, and run it that way. So I can't say too much on the locations. They will be at places in the DFW Th- area. They will be, and they will be at places with games on free play. Hint, hint. Uh, well, <laughs> well, not not all. Not of them. all of them, but at not least all of them. at least one well, of them. Technically, be. technically, even at people's homes, you're not putting in quarters. True, true. They're they're all set to free play. There is one of our machines. So there will be one in Abilene. We're hosting one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. You can talk about that. Oh yeah, I can you talk about it. that all day. That, that's my tournament. So that's going to be the current plan is to have that. Have, at least four tournaments, and there will be a fifth kind of warm-up tournament that's not going to be sanctioned. Uh, this would be February 24th through 26th, I believe, that weekend of next year. Okay. It will be in Abilene, Texas, so not DFW, even though it's considered part of DFW League, but, uh, you, you know, know it, it is what it is there. Um I'm sure your congressmen and DFWs out there. <laughs> <laughs> like the way voting lines are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have a, a multiple tournaments. It, it's going to be a, a big party essentially. If we we had one last year, for those who are unaware, basically we have a well a this good, year. Yeah, it was this year. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You caught me. You got me. <laughs> we have one this year, early in the year in May. Uh-huh. And what it is is one of our buddy, our good friends, Brad Wickers is his name, he has a shop that he lets us set up all our pinball machines in. Mm-hmm. And the collection is my dad's, and then also we're going to bring in some machines that I own, and then also some machines that Clark McCoy owns, and have a just a heck of a time out there. So we'll have food out there, tons of pinball, obviously. Have a couple kegs out there for a little extra fun. Ah, keg stands. And, and, oh, God. <laughs> I got a story about that. Let's I can do tell you keg stands and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, basically, two tournaments on Friday. Uh-huh. We'll have main tournament qualification on Saturday. Yeah. Main tournament finals on Sunday. And then for anyone who doesn't make the finals, there'll be a consolation tournament on Sunday as well. Nice. That way, you always, or you're always playing something. Yeah. And well, it should be a heck of a lot of fun. We had, oh, what was it, fifty something people make the trek out to Abilene last year, and uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, Time's weird. <laughs> this year, it was like uh, five months ago. <laughs> we we had fifty something people make the trek out to Abilene. We had four different states hey. show up. Uh, Very nice. We, uh, we had people from all over come. So hope to have a lot of people out. Yeah. We'll, we'll have signups for that actually coming up probably in the next couple months. I mean, it's, it's coming up in four months at this point. So yeah, uh, be looking for that. I'm, I'm going to circle it on my calendar. Yeah. For should, real. I, I want to try and make it a weekend. It, I want to do that. It should be a lot of fun. Last year, we had a really low entry fee. I think it was like $10. This year, we're going to raise that. But part of the reason we're doing that is we are going to be giving prize money to hey. the winners. So, you know, you got to give some to get some. Oh, yeah. 
Randy, did you make it out to that? I did not make it out to that. That was in May, I think it was. And I, I, I'm in the fireworks business, and once once the calendar turns to about May, I've got to, I've got to get serious about the Fourth of July. So I wasn't able to to make it, but I'll definitely February is awesome. That that works yep. great for me. Okay, you just dropped a bomb. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the fireworks business. I'm in the fireworks business. I'm fascinated. So. Do you do like the commercial stuff where we, it's like big displays, we, we, or is it we, like we sell to the rednecks? To, to the we, people. We, we retail. Okay. We retail. You okay, sell so to you're the doing people. Like, you're doing like <laughs> M80s and bottle well, rockets. Well, M80s, M80s, you gotta either get those in your garage or in Mexico. You gotta make those or get them. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. Cherry bombs, yeah, whatever. Yeah, black the, cats. The, all the fun stuff. But black cats, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, all yeah, the uh, smaller things. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the stuff, the stuff the government sanctions, basically. You know, the stuff okay. we're allowed to sell. But, yeah. Uh, no, I've, I've seen videos of like Tannerite and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Tannerite. <laughs> it goes. Windows. It goes bad. Yeah. Now you're speaking <laughs> my language. Now we're in a club business. We do stuff like that. We have licenses. To make all kinds of fun stuff. The stuff that we sell to the public is far more tame. Okay, very fun. So you you work on like the distribution and like various booths and stuff. Or? Yeah, we actually it's a family business. We've been doing it okay. for about thirty years, and we we started out with the roadside stands, but we've yeah. migrated. We've got like the indoor stores now, and uh, you know carry everything under the sun, and you know we're, we're cool. party facilitators basically. I like to kid on the third and fourth of July. We're more popular than the drug dealers. And that is so you know, fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What what is the craziest thing you've seen someone purchase? The 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 volume of certain Roman candle purchases gets a little disturbing because if you if you go online and watch some of the contraptions people have built to yeah. like Roman canister holsters basically uh-huh, and uh-huh. these people they look like the terminator almost. They've got dozens if sometimes hundreds of Roman candles on these harnesses and they're just you know and they're yes. just firing off hundreds yes. of shots a minute and they'll come in and buy cases of Roman candles it's like okay I, I know what I know what I know what's going on here yeah. but hey you know more power to you, you know? just don't kill yourself in the yeah. process <laughs> no I, I've absolutely seen those videos on on YouTube where it's like someone's got probably 50 of them strapped around their arms and they're yeah. like look I'm a human century and they're yeah. just <laughs> launching amazing. them everywhere yes yes and uh, yeah i mean it's it's everything under the sun you know artillery people go crazy on the artillery shells too they'll build their own racks and uh-huh. a lot of diy stuff and that's great i mean just you know they, they you know use judgment and you're an adult and you know just that's uh, so fun what is the craziest firework that y'all sell i mean we have some that are just like screaming fountains that are just like designed to annoy people i mean okay. I, you know i mean it, it's like it's like so it, it's ear piercing you know and sure. i mean it, it's and we will some of the lesser among us will come in i just want to piss off my neighbor and i was like well you don't really want something that goes boom you want screaming something high pitched and yeah it's just oh my god <laughs> and then there's the proverbial 16,000 roll of black cats which if you light from one end will last for over a half hour and i mean oh it's like gosh. it's like okay th- I, I try to talk people out of it it's like look that's a it's a tv show for heaven's sake man i mean here's 4,000 it goes for 8 minutes that's plenty trust me oh my god oh Oh my God! It's just like static in the back of your mind at some point. Yeah, yeah. No, the first time we did it, I mean, this was 25 years ago because we we got into the business because we love the stuff and we're enthusiastic. Sure. So yeah, a 16,000. Okay, let's do this, and and it's going and going. You go in, you get a drink. You come, I think still going, and you're <laughs> like, oh my God, this this is too long, you know. I, I, just imagine trying to think. It just just pops. Yeah, just five pops a second for a half hour. Yeah, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> when I was a kid, like, like you get that string of them, and I'd like pull one off, and be like, okay, I'm gonna pop one of them. Hey, and then it's, it's like, so underrated. You get two cups so with a hundred firecrackers in it. You walk around scaring the piss out of people. Just light yes. them and throw them behind them, and that's that's almost as fun as this thousand dollars worth of fireworks. Just you know, it's all the timing and the and the, and the environment. Uh, that's amazing. What's your favorite firework? Uh, you know, I I like artillery. I like pretty. Everybody likes pretty stuff, and the artillery sure. shells. I think as far as are the great value because you light them one at a time. They go up. They do their thing, and you can you can you can do them for a long period of time without breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I like those. But I'm I'm like the candy man salesman guy. You know, I've worked in the candy store so long. I enjoy the candy. Yeah. But I look at it from the perspective of like, what's good value for the customer? Most of the customers want pretty stuff and artillery shells. I mean, you have some cakes, the multiple repeaters and stuff. But you can't, unless you're really going to spend a lot of money, you you can't have the show just full of that. You know, stick sure. to some of the artillery shells and, and let the cakes be your exclamation points. Yeah. Yeah. Sparklers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sparklers too. I mean, for kids, sparklers and smoke bombs, yeah. and and the sparklers have gotten out of control too. Man, the handhelds are great now. Oh. They've got we we we've got like a, a chainsaw, <laughs> you know, like a flaming chainsaw. They they up the game. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it used to be for a long time the swords. Those were like the first of the cool handhelds where it's basically a a a, a souped up sparkler shaped as a sword. Okay, and that's cool. That sounds pretty metal. But, but now we've got baseball bats. We got lightsabers. We got chainsaws. We got Thor's hammer. Oh, you got wow. all, I mean, yeah, you got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> There's a whole world that. I did not oh know man, existed. man! They are really upping their game on on the design of these things. Yeah, they're oh they're pretty God. cool. That is so cool because I just I think about like what is it like the dog that you like light it and then like it the oh, coil yes. the, or whatever. Poop is very <laughs> yeah, big. Yeah. Yes, pooping elephants, <laughs> pooping dogs, pooping poop. You can't go wrong with poop. Pooping, pooping poop. poop. Well, yeah, I mean they just have like the little turd fountains, you know. And they just yeah, I mean it's uh. Yeah. You're not you're not gonna go broke selling poop. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> just a fact. It's the Beavis and Butthead effect, you know. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Well, now I know who to go to for my New Year's Eve and Fourth of July plans. Hey, well, December twentieth, state law will be open December twentieth for New Year's Eve, and actually, we'll be open. There's a Diwali season, the first time ever. We'll be open. A <laughs> couple of our stores will be open next Tuesday for Diwali, leading up to next Sunday. All right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah, Texas getting a little more cultured, you know. Like before, it was only Texas Independence Day, San Jacinto Day, and Memorial Day, other than the Fourth of July and New Year's. Uh-huh. But now we've got a Diwali season, which is nice. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Wow. I have to like take a minute and reflect <laughs> on this. Like this is so fun. See, you you never know where a podcast is gonna go. You start no. out talking pinball talking about the league and all the things and games and then suddenly it's like oh yeah i sell firecrackers no i need to talk about that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's cool but, but that is why i was not in abilene last may though we were we were it's it's a pretty crazy month all the containers are coming in and i just couldn't i couldn't st- sneak away that makes sense and from what i understand you're not gonna have any issue with that with multi-day tournaments missing those around that time. No, no, I, I will. Pin Masters, it's brutal. Pin yeah. Masters is the weekend during the Fourth of July season, but I'm still going. Like, like that's that's yeah. a great event. That's at free play. It's a blast. And, and, yes. and, and the scoring on that too, like just the. I've never played in a pin golf scoring, but but it's really cool. They basically, instead, you have a target score. And that the number of balls it takes you to get to the target score is basically your number of strokes, essentially. And you're you're trying like in golf, you're trying to minimize your number of strokes. And mm-hmm. it's a really cool format. It, it is. It's a lot of fun to do, and it it's you're playing yourself. I mean, it, it's golf. You're yeah. 
you're trying to get your strokes down mm-hmm. and yeah you're you're comparing up with other people but i mean ultimately it's all up to you if you get stuck on a on a yeah. game and you can't get the target score that's your fault yeah no i, I love that because it, it takes out the competition of others exactly mm-hmm. you're playing yeah. against yourself like, yeah i mean i need to get a hundred thousand on this thing or a million or whatever it is right if someone has a one percent game a game of their life or whatever you don't have to try to beat them that's not going to derail yeah. yep. your your part of the tournament no. you're just you're, you're you are up against them at a certain level but you're mainly up against yourself mm-hmm. yeah no i love that i i feel a synergy thing where you're your event, Garrett, in February, mm-hmm. that's not too far away from New Year's. Yeah. I feel like you got to really capitalize on this, like, fireworks connection. I, I was actually thinking and about And do that. a fireworks show it, at the pinball tournament. It, if we can somehow have Abilene not be in a burn band, because it's West Texas. I yeah, mean, there's that. Uh, I'm pretty much always in a burn band. There's that. Uh a fireworks show one of the nights would be pretty pretty cool. <laughs> well, we, we can definitely uh, we can definitely talk about that. Okay. We, 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 you, you know the guy. I, I'm I'm not the yeah. guy, but I'm definitely a guy that can make that happen. Uh, I think you're the guy for that. Uh, that might be something to look into. The problem is it's Abilene. We're, right, right. We're we, in we, a have, we need to be safe. Band. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. but, hey, if you get a lot of rain in January and February, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it'd be snow up there probably. But. No. Well, if, if I mean. Rain's also a myth in Abilene, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a guy putting dreams out there and linking I, people I, together. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> I think that'd <laughs> be so you, fire. It, your first line no on it was, you, you sell the rednecks, and it was like, I immediately peeked up, I, like, oh, that's me! I, yeah, I mean, God bless us all, but, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a quite an eclectic crowd out if there. If anything, we can just, like, blow up some trash cans. I mean... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, so... If it just to kind of set the scene for the, where that tournament's at, uh, Kevin Rodriguez, he's awesome tournament player up here in DFW. Yeah. Uh, from New York City. I believe New York City. He strikes somewhere me as in there. East Coast. Somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he came out, and his first thought was, I'm in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm not getting out of here alive. <laughs> I mean,. I mean, it, it, it's West Texas. It's rural. We're we're out in the country. We're we're 15 minutes from Abilene. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a there's a shooting range off the back porch. Like, of course there night. is. Yeah, yeah. And there has to be. Uh, yeah. How yes. could there not be? Yeah, there has to be. It, it's, it's that's what you do. It, it, that's what we do. Like, yeah. th- that is the song of my people. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Um. Yeah. So um, yeah, things that go pop. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. So, I don't know how much time you have left, but that's whatever. Um, speaking of pretty things, though, there were two machines announced in the last little bit. Are y'all aware of them? This is news to me. Okay. So Jersey Jack announced Elton John. Yes. Uh-huh. I had heard of something. Yeah. About. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then Barrel of Fun. Yeah. They announced Labyrinth, which. The cool thing about Barrel of Fun is I'm, I'm wearing a wormhole pinball jacket I'm, right now. I'm very curious about this. Tell me. So the Houston guys down there, at least two of their tournament players down there are involved. Actually, three of them. Phil Grimaldi. He did the rule set for Labyrinth. Lee Balasek, who's actually manufacturing the machine. Wow. And then Travis Moseman, who is one of the... I think his role is engineering, but I don't know for sure. So apologies if I'm misspeaking on that. They just 
out of nowhere announced a company and had machines ready to sell. Wow. And I have just been pumping out machines and selling them. Just out of nowhere, had machines ready to go selling them off the assembly line. And these are the makers of Labyrinth. Yes. Wow. And I have not got to play it. I was well, I was down in the wormhole last weekend for their Bayou Bash tournament. Uh-huh. I was really hoping they'd have the Labyrinth there for it. They didn't have it ready yet. They are going to have it at the Space City Open. But didn't Bo, is it Bowen Kearns' name, the man that does all the pop-up tutorials? Like, he did a Labyrinth tutorial at Wormhole, I he believe. He did. And that was the craziest thing when I watched the reveal video. I was like, oh, this new company's making pinballs. And I watched the video. I was like, wait, that's that's Aaron. I know her. She's at the Wormhole. And then it pans out. I'm like, oh, they're in the Wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is. <laughs> How about that? Uh, so that was really cool. Cool to see that. Yeah. And, uh, I had no idea there was a Texas connection on, on yep. the Labyrinth. Yep, there is. I mean, their manufacturing is all based out in Houston. Fantastic. And I know the guy who did the rule set. I know the guy who <laughs> is doing all the manufacturing. And I know the guy who's... I want to say his role is engineering. I don't know for sure. So I apologize, Travis, if I'm getting that wrong. And that's Building. such a great property to do on a pin on Labyrinth. I mean, it's got such a following, you know, from the 80s. It, you know, David Bowie, how can you go wrong? It, it is. So th- there's three big things on that theme that's great. The first one is you've got the following in Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. The, the second thing that's good about it is it's also, for people who don't know much about Labyrinth, I hadn't even heard of it, personally. I mean, You're I'm, such a kid. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm a little too young for it. What? But it's, it's a really cool, it can also function as a really cool generic fantasy theme beyond that. You don't have to necessarily know that. Sure. The third part is you get David Bowie. So you're you're hitting three big groups with that. Well, and you get Jim Henson's Muppets. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the, yes. the, the Muppet characters yes. from from Labyrinth are are pretty iconic for a lot of people. And oh yeah. So I haven't got to play one. I've got to talk to a lot of people who've played one. Of course, I've talked to the guys who made the thing. So they're they're biased. I won't include their opinion sure. on it. But the big thing I've seen on it is it reminds me of a mid '90s Bally Williams game. Okay. Which is something that we don't see. And Stearns does great stuff, but they're Stearns. I mean, you can tell they're Stearns. Chicago Gaming ma- remaking the Bally Williams, fantastic. But their stuff, making it like an old school Bally Williams from the 90s is, uh, I mean, that's, I don't know if I would say it's a golden age of pinball anymore. It used to be called that. I kind of think we're in it currently, well, personally. Like, those but, are like the, so when we're talking about that, it's like, okay, Adam's family, Oh yeah, uh, it's like Twilight, Zone, Twilight, Zone, Twilight Zone, Medieval Zone. Madness, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those great pins. Creature, yeah. another one. No, early, um, early on. Yeah. Uh, so that's when I look at the art, I look at the layout, I look at the toys. That's what it looks like to me. And Very cool. I think that game looks great. I I will say Elton John does not look good to me. <laughs> uh, but I'm I am extremely biased against Jersey Jack. I am not a Jersey Jack fan. Yeah, I mean, the, generally it seems like those games, again, they it's like they're like spookies where it's like they really just need to be in personal collections. <laughs> they're like everything they come out with is so tricked up and fancy. It's not meant to be in a an arcade environment. It, it's not, and I, I need to play one. I absolutely need to play one, and I think we all need to. From what I've heard, Jersey Jack finally fixed their flippers. That's been my biggest complaint with Jersey Jacks. Their flippers were trash for years. Hmm. They just get soggy real fast. They they heat up and they get soggy and they they don't they, they can't hit the shots anymore. 
I remember playing at the TPF, Texas Pinball Festival, this last year. I played a Godfather and had a fantastic game on it. And by the end of that game, I could not hit shots anymore because the flippers wouldn't get up the dang ramps. Wow. And it was like, they what's worn the out point of this? They, they wore out that fast. Or like the, the coils or they, something. They get hot. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's just frustrating. Like, I don't care yeah. to play this. Interesting. Yeah, for the, so for the for the, the the listeners out there that don't know about how pinballs work and flippers underneath, there's a little coil, like wire wrapped around this loop, and it creates an electromagnet, and then it pulls a metal plunger through it. And that's like what happens when you hit the button, and then that is what causes up top the flipper to switch and hit the ball and the stronger that coil is the better you hit and then there's things like overtime friction the there's a, a little plastic sleeve that is the coil sleeve and that if that wears down that will cause it to be a problem the the plunger itself that little metal thing over time it hits a stopper and it will mushroom and that will also slow down your, your flipper effectiveness. And this is something over hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of plays that this degrades over time. It or a couple of Garrett's games. It sh- yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't happen over the course of an afternoon. No. Or even should. in one game. And the Jersey Jacks in particular, they're, at least from what I've seen, they overheat mm-hmm. is their thing. So that coil... Yeah. When that copper gets hot, it expands and it'll crunch down on the your coil sleeve and your your actual rod that goes between it, and it won't let it slide as freely. So you lose a lot of power in your shots. Yeah, that could be a problem. And I don't know why they specifically the Jersey Jacks have that issue. I haven't seen it in Spookies. I haven't yeah. seen it as much in the American pinball. I haven't played a whole lot of American pinball games. Sterns are fine. Old Bally Williams are fine. Garrett, could it be the the Jersey Jacks seem to have you know I think thinking of dialed in Guns and Roses they seem to have a, a lower gradient on a lot of their ramps the ramps mm-hmm. seem to be less steep the speed on the ramps seems to be a little slower certainly than Stearns and I wonder if that causes them to use a and again I'm very naive when it comes to the technical aspects but it may be a lower power flipper or a flipper without as much force because you don't need it to get up those lower gradient ramps it, perhaps they have I believe they use a different voltage from every other pinball manufacturer. I don't know for sure on that. I'm not... I know a decent bit on the back end stuff, and I don't know everything. I want to say they run on different voltage, and that might be part of the cause. Hmm. One of my big things is Elton John's Steve Ritchie's first game with Jersey Jack, and for those who are not aware, Steve Ritchie is... I mean, he is the game designer, and he's been doing this since the... 70s? Talk us through his resume. It's got to be the 70s, so... Black Knight, his first big hit that I know of, mm-hmm. I can think of that. I mean, that was, that started a whole Is he responsible for those god-awful sounds, though? We have it's that so here. <laughs> we, we have, that, there we is have a, one here. There is a Black Knight here. He started the dual playfield layout craze, where you have an upper playfield, lower playfield, where they're on different levels. Yeah. His other games, if we walk it through the eras, we did F-14 Tomcat. We talked about that earlier. Right. right. He did, I believe he did Star Trek Next Generation which did he do the new one the he did do the new one as well okay the stern um, the stern which i don't know if this is unpopular or not 
the new Stern is way better than the old one. The old one's not that good. You talking about the next generation? But, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people a little happy it. with their 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 roving shot. You know, like the 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 Terminator. You know, pull the trigger yeah. and fire yeah. the ball. And yeah. you got yeah. two of the things for God's sake. He did it's both true. the Terminators. He's made a lot of great games, and you know, I bashed an old Star Trek: the Next Generation. I don't like the way the slings are shaped when the ball will roll oh, out. Very straight out lanes. Yeah, you got to keep uh, it out of that area. Yeah, you you have to keep it away. Which, it's I'm a wide body that, sling top. Yeah. See, like <laughs> a, a friend of mine, she was just bitching about the the trumpets. The do 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 do. Like how it does it like over and over and over. <laughs> like turn that one off. Yeah. I can't stand it. So and then walking into the more modern stuff, he did Terminator two and three. He did. The new Star Trek, the new Stern Star Trek, which is a great game, honestly. Mm-hmm. ACDC, which one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite Richie game. And then some of the more modern stuff. He did like Led Zeppelin, which I know wasn't real popular. He did the new Star Wars, which also was not real popular. He did all three Black Knights. I can't believe I didn't mention that. Black well, Knight 2000, Sword of Rage. Too. Sword of Rage. Okay. He's made games for forever. It makes a r- his, his nickname is a King of Flow. Wow. So games that flow in the shots. You, you shoot a shot, ball keeps getting momentum, and you keep yeah. hitting more shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of his thing. And then he went to Jersey Jack, and I was thinking, like, how is this going to work with their flippers? Because their games are slower, typically. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily bad, but they're slower. Yeah, different pace. How is this going to work for their... So from what I've heard, Elton John does bring the pace back up to more of a Richie style. The game layout looks like a Richie style, absolutely. And I've heard they fixed the flippers, but I'm not going to trust that until I play one. They said they fixed flippers on Godfather, and in my opinion, they did not. One thing I was really, I mean, you know, outside consumer looking in, if anything, the song selection on on the Elton John, like they, they pulled out like 16 tracks or something. It's quite a bit. They did. I'm not the biggest Elton John fan. I will say an Elton John theme fits perfectly with Jersey Jack because they're just oh. they're, they're known for the, just the vomit of color yeah <laughs> yeah it's just rainbow everywhere oh yeah just all sorts of color for which fits perfect for the Elton John theme yeah, yeah like, it, for sure. w- like I mean they did Willy Wonka they've done like Wizard of yeah. Oz like yeah that's all very vivid yes but, I mean so I see all that and I look at Labyrinth and I'm like I want to go play Labyrinth <laughs> right like, that right looks really fun and I don't know if y'all have noticed this. I don't know how much familiar you are with the layout. If you look at Labyrinth and you look at Foo Fighters, hmm. they're very, very similar in layout. Yep. They're going to play very different. But it's it's interesting that two games that were made, and they were definitely both in production at the same time, and wouldn't have had any chance of copying for one another, ended up right. with a very similar layout. Labyrinth yeah. doesn't have that upper play field, though, does it? Labyrinth doesn't have an upper playfield, to my knowledge. It's just the shot layout itself looks right, pretty similar. Right, yeah, no, now that you say that, I kind of, in the visualizing, and again, I've only watched the Bo and Kearns tutorial on the Labyrinth, um, but it does seem to kind of reek of, of Foo Fighters a little. It, it does, and I mean, I think that's a good thing. Foo Fighters is a great game, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and, and I guess, like, the modern, I feel like King of Flow, Keith Allen, like, his oh, yeah. is like, there's flow all over the place. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited about those new games. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we're we're good. Like we we we've, we've rounded the bases pretty nicely. Yeah, talking fireworks and league, <laughs> and new tables. 
This has been a lot of fun. Thank thank you all so much for joining me today. Of course. It's Thanks for great. having us. Of course. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Garrett. Uh, I'm Simple Interest. And we'll do this again soon. And we'll talk more pinball. Until next time. Bell! <laughs> <laughs>